0: This is America's Healthcare Challenge on the Mighty 1290 Coil, the Mighty1290Coil.com, and the Mighty 1290 Coil mobile app. America's Healthcare Challenge is produced and sponsored by E.D. Bellis. Now, here's your host, Sean McGuire. Welcome to America's Healthcare Challenge, the first and most listened to radio program covering healthcare reform, Obamacare, SCOTUS Care. Whatever you want to call it, as well as all the news in the healthcare and insurance industries, I am again Sean McGuire back in the hot seat this week. Plenty to talk about in the industry as well as with politics. Something I obviously enjoy talking about, being a political junkie myself. But first, let's get to some of the headlines here on the week of check of uh, let's see August sixth uh, or today, yeah, something around there. Uh, first of all. Uh, Check out uh, our Twitter page, at America's Canary, which is the E.D. Bellis uh, Twitter page, the uh, organization that sponsors this program. They keep up with the news every week for your reading pleasure if you're interested in these sorts of things. And number one story of the week thus far that caught our attention is what's up with these premium increases that are coming. We've predicted that they're going to go up uh, several times. Some people like to question that uh, from a national uh, scope, but it's going to gonna start happening, and there's a process for rate reviews uh, under the Affordable Care Act. And this article that I'm looking at right now, What is Driving Premium Hikes in Benefits Review, earlier this week takes a look at why are these premiums going up, and there's many reasons. Number one, of course, is uh, the changes in health care reimbursement uh, trickling down to Uh, insurance. In February of this year, we covered this in depth, Secretary of HHS Secretary Sylvia Burwell and industry experts announced to the world a new Medicare uh, payment uh, reform effort. The ACA let it out, and they are taking it to another level. And what you're going to see is that Medicare moving from a value to a value-based type of model, meaning that they're going to pay for more of an episode of care as, of, as opposed to under the previous system paying on a fee-for-service basis, and we're going to see that start to happen here locally, and it already has uh, with insurance companies starting to shift towards this value-based model. You might have seen it happen earlier uh, two years ago or a year ago now uh, with the CHI Blue Cross mess because CHI was taking some moves. Uh, From a strategic level to to move in that direction. It's nice to see that everybody has kissed and made up, but there's still uh, Some things uh, happening. Why are these premiums going up according to this article is because these insurers don't know how to respond or don't understand Exactly the implications of this new reimbursement system and how that's going to affect uh, their bottom lines and so they're responding by raising premiums quite a bit according to to this article and others, and we're going to start seeing that more and more. The second reason why this is a a challenge and why premiums are going to go up is because the federal government plans to eventually phase out this transitional reinsurance program that was in the act. That goes away in 2017. We've covered that in depth as well. What we're finding out, folks, is that the people that did sign up for coverage under healthcare.gov or or through these... uh, taking advantage of, the, of these new health insurance reforms, this person here included, uh, are finding that many of the folks that are going on to the program are older, or not necessarily older, but they're definitely sicker and they're utilizing quite a bit, and it turns out that they're quite expensive. And one of the protections in the law was this reinsurance fund that would pay from the federal government to these insurance companies for those individuals that had claims costing between forty-five thousand and two hundred and fifty thousand dollars, yeah, that's a lot of people. Small percentage, but when you look at healthcare spending, the massive uh, costs are absorbed by a small few. That's just how it works. And so, what's going to happen is if these uh, reinsurance payments go away in 2017, and these people and the insurance companies are going to have to uh, pay the whole thing on these uh, expensive claims, at The way things are going right now, that's going to lead to even more insurance premiums, and so we could potentially see a bailout of insurance companies. We've talked about that before also, and kind of interesting because um, the insurance companies seem to be doing quite well when you look at their profits, Um, and then now that we have these mergers, we've covered it in depth on this program as well, Uh, is going to be something interesting. Uh, Next up, Carolina Blues. The largest insurer in North Carolina, Blue Cross, is asking for a 34.6% rate increase on their business sold in the individual ACA-compliant marketplace. The final request came after initial request of 257 So there's actually a 9% discrepancy. They actually went back and submitted and asked for more. Why? Again, going back to these reinsurance payments, when they looked at their numbers last year, they were expecting to get a large chunk of financial assistance from these reinsurance funds I just talked about, but they received less than they expected. They had 466 million in losses, but they were offset by payments of uh, 343. So I think they were probably hoping to get closer to that whole 466, but they had a net loss there of 123 million, leading them to have to raise their rates again 9% after going back. And so this just further illustrates my point of what's going to happen if these ins- reinsurance things were to go away. Could you imagine what the premiums would have been if their total loss would have been 466 instead of that 123 Numbers like that are looming in 2017, folks. And that's obviously the job of this program, America's Healthcare Challenge, to keep up with it and inform you for it. If this is the first time you're listening to the program, encourage your calls anytime. Next segment, I'm going to uh, give my thoughts and analysis on the uh, the debate this week, my winners and losers. And I'm going to even play a candidate myself, and our super producer, Corey, is going to moderate with a few questions trying to trip me up. So if you have any questions for Sean, the host or candidate, uh, Sean McGuire, uh, on uh, health care, please call anytime, 402-342-1290 or 800-577-1290. Again, 402 402- 342-1290 is a number with your thoughts uh, on health care. If you have any questions, want to go off, all of it is welcome anytime here on America's Healthcare Challenge. Next story up here is CFOs seeing health care costs or believe, this in uh, Becker's Healthcare Review, CFOs believing health care costs are the biggest threat. A survey of CFOs across the country, and that's again another theme we have talked about, and you're going to see healthcare costs become more of an issue for the CFO. It's because of all these risks and other things have made this a traditional human resources issue now becoming a more risk management and CFO issues. And a study of these 250 middle market CFOs from a variety of industries across the country found 38% of all companies surveyed cited healthcare costs as their main threat to earnings. Two years ago, people wondered what a healthcare consultant was, and uh, now there's probably a need more than they would even think for a healthcare consultant. What is a healthcare consultant? That is somebody that can go in and help an organization not only capitalize uh, on the incentives in the law. Edie Bellis is a healthcare consulting company, by the way, but they can also uh, help them reduce their risks and also improve the overall health and well-being of their employees. To uh, make them more productive and, and save money. And it looks like at least 38% of these companies are going to uh, need somebody to help them with their health care costs should their earnings be a threat. And I know exactly where they could look for it. Oh, yeah, that would be on edbellisinc.com. All that information for you right there. Two more here uh, in this first segment before we take a break. Number one of the two is U.S. hospitals urging the Department of Justice antitrust Uh, section. They're asking for a probe on the merger of Anthem and Cigna. We've talked about merger mania at length the past month. It's been dominating the headlines all over the place, and we're starting to uh, see some of the impact. And and the reason why this is a problem is Anthem is uh, essentially a a Blue Cross type of uh, organization, or they're affiliated with them, but each one of those Blue Crosses are independent in each state. Now, with the merger of Cigna, what happens if there are Cigna uh, businesses uh, in a certain part of the country, but then there's also Blue Cross? Now that they're merged, uh, does that create a monopoly? That is kind of the rhetorical question that many people are asking. And according to Reuters, uh, many in the hospitals association, the uh, American Hospital Association said uh, that in a letter to the Department of Justice this week, uh, that they're asking, uh, that basically arguing number one and number five insurance companies joining together uh, would reduce competition in 817 geographic markets serving 45 million customers. And so there you go, folks. How does this merger madness play out for consumers? I think when the Hospital Association uh, is starting to use numbers like this, uh, it could have some consequences, and we're going to continue to monitor whether Department of Justice steps in to look at all of these things uh, on the plate. Finally, coming up uh, in this final article, is uh, we'll talk about this next segment. I have an article called Obama Fair, uh, drawing a pretty good context to uh, what if Ab- Affordable Care Act was applied uh, to our diets. And uh, we'll talk about that uh, as well at the bottom of the hour. But coming up next segment, we're going to take a, uh, a look at the... Debates. Who were the winners and losers? It was the highest rated debate um, in, in history, actually. Outside of like the WWF, uh, more people watched this debate and people are still talking about it, and so will we. Break down the winners and losers, play some clips, and I will talk to you who I think is the most viable candidate in the field on healthcare. This is America's Healthcare Challenge. Check out healthreformexplained.com for my weekly thoughts on what's happening and my reaction to the debate, and I will be back right after this.